This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's betting the ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. And here we are, the first edition of betting the ponies exclusively on the Bet Rivers Network. Happy to be here joining the cast. Uh, really good quality people running the Bet Rivers Network and the talent there, and happy to be joining you, Brian Monzo, Mons as they call me, and the Moose, Mark Malusis. Moose, what's going on? Thanks for joining. What's me. going on, Mons? We're back together again. It's been a while since we've been able to talk some thoroughbred racing. Well, we've done it off the air plenty of times. Yes, anything to break away from the losing. kids, you know. No doubt. Well, I mean, you have you have more. You're basically your own militia down there in Jersey. So a little background here as we uh, as we get into it here. Betting the Ponies, this podcast, what I think people are going to like about it is we're not professional handicappers. We're fans of the game, first and foremost. No. Um, we're going to bring you uh, thoughts, picks, analysis. We're going to give you winners. We're going to give you losers. We're going to give you exactors. We're going to give you trifectas. We're going to give you great names to pick on. Um we're going to make fun of Malusis a lot. No doubt. It's going to be a good time. But That's what everyone likes to uh, do. I think, <laughs> I think what I want people to get out of this is it's just a couple of racing fans. We're not snobs. We're not these handicappers that think we know more than you. We're one of you. We go to the racetrack. We take our kids to the track. We're there together. We're having a good time. Yeah, no question. I mean, we, we also grew up around the track. I mean, you grew up going to Monmouth Park down in there on the Jersey Shore and you know, going with your dad. I grew up going to, you know, Aqueduct in December, Saratoga in the summer, Belmont in, in the fall and the spring, going to the Belmont Stakes. So, yeah, I mean, I, I remember, you know, being first introduced to the game, you know, when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. I remember the excitement of seeing a great stretch run, the excitement of a stakes race, going with my dad and my uncle. The first time I ever went to the Kentucky Derby, I was uh, 16 years old. So, I've only been twice in my life, not that I go every single year. I love the sport. You love it. Uh, love the storylines that come along with it. Love the fact of the human element behind it. Love the trainers, the jockeys, the the athleticism, the beauty of going to the racetrack in the morning and, and seeing horses work out because they're, they're beautiful equine athletes. So we're here. We're going to have some fun. Hopefully pick a majority of winners. In all likelihood, we're going to pick a number of losers, hopefully make a little bit of money. I haven't made money in betting thoroughbred racing in years. I basically make a yearly donation. Monzo busts my chops about it all the single time. My wife is looking at the bank account. But listen, it's all in good fun, and that's the point. I think the common theme of the racing <laughs> All of that is true, is by the way. all have that story of how did you become a fan. And you mentioned it. I yeah. grew up going to Monmouth Park. I went there with my father, my you know, my family, my aunts, my uncles, my grandmother. You spend the Sunday there. You get a couple sandwiches. You get in, you know, for like two bucks. You pick a couple names as a kid, uh, and you get drawn to it. And I know that you and your father have a connection with horse racing, um, still to this day. Uh, he'll probably join us at some point on the podcast as a as a yeah. handicapper, as someone that will give some picks. But everybody who's involved in the game as a fan has a story like that. They went to the track as a kid. Everybody who's involved with the game now, if you 
watch racing, you know, they're, either their parents were trainers or they went to the track as a kid. And I think that's a connection we all have. And um, we enjoy, you know, I take my kids to the track now during the summer. I know you take your boys up to Saratoga. It's a, it's a connection you have. And, and it's just a fun day out. And I think, unfortunately, um, the days of going to the track are a little more seldom now, at least for a lot of people, because uh, you can do a lot of it online. But, yes, um, and you still get the big days, the Derby, uh, the Preakness, the Belmont, at obviously home. all those days yeah. at Saratoga, Delmar. You know, the, you see the track jammed, um, jam-packed. But uh, I think there's nothing like going to the track in a nice summer day, a uh, couple of beers, a couple of sandwiches. It's a fun time. Well, no, that I, I compare. If you've never bet and you flip on this podcast, you're saying, ah, listen, thoroughbred racing is – is thoroughbred racing? I, you know, I only care about it come springtime when the Derby rolls around, the Preakness, the Belmont, maybe in the fall and early November, uh, first weekend of November when the Breeders' Cup rolls around. You're not locked into Arc Day over at Longchamp or or uh, watching the Saudi Cup a couple weekends back and and all of that. Uh, okay, that's fair. But here's where it, all it takes is one. Like if, if you've ever, Monzo, you play a lot more golf than I do. I used to play a lot when I was a kid. Don't really have the time to do it. Got three kids and t- probably 13 jobs. But still, the point being is that, you know, all it takes is one shot. Like if you're listening right now and you understand it is to get you back to the golf course, all it takes is one shot. And to get you back to the track or get you into thoroughbred racing is one big hit, one big score, one big takeaway, one big triple that you hit. Like, I remember walking out of the track Derby Day 92 after Little E.T. won the Kentucky Derby, and my my dad and my uncle were all on technology, and that was the race that AP Indy got scratched the morning of. We hung around. It was pouring. We hung around for the late race, and we hit the triple. I remember it clear as day. Julie Crone was riding back then, and, and she came flying on the outside, and we hit a big triple. My dad, myself, and my uncle. My dad handed me 400 bucks. And, you know, as a 16-year-old, I mean, as a 16-year-old, when you get handed 400 bucks, it's like you got handed $4,000 or $40,000. Like, it was just utterly and completely amazing. And from that moment, like, I was hooked. I couldn't wait to go back to the track again. Happened to be the very next day because, after all, we were in Louisville, Kentucky, and we drove there. So we went to very – no, I'm, I'm kidding. I think it was closed the next day, honestly. But the point being is – like, I, all it takes is one. So that's how I kind of got hooked. I grew up going around, going to the track. I enjoy it. I enjoy the the sign, the, the smells, the scenes, everything that comes along with going to the racetrack. But just like golf, all it takes is one big hit. And golf, all it takes is one big shot for you to go out and, and play another 18. All right, so what we're going to do here is every week we're going to go through a handful of races. Picks we like. Yeah. Um, some opinions, some thoughts. We're going to give you some winners. We're going to give you some exactas. Um we're going to have some fun with horse names. Uh, you know, if you're a person that just goes to the track for fun and you're going to close your eyes at the, the daily racing form and, and pick a name, we're going to give you some of the best ones of the, every weekend. we got a couple names for you that you can put two bucks on and maybe hit a price just because of the name. And then the last thing we're going to do, we're going to get you guys involved at some point. We're going to work on that. I have an idea in mind. We'll connect with you guys through social media on how to do that. Um, we'll get the fans involved because I think that's also really important. And the last thing we'll do, uh, Moose came up with a very creative name, uh, Top of the Stretch. We will go through the best race of the weekend as we get ready for the Kentucky Derby. We're going to get a lot of Kentucky Derby preps as we get no ready question. for the first Saturday in May. And that this week will be the Tampa Bay Derby. We will get into that 
uh, extensively. But first, we're going to go through a couple races. We're going to start in Oaklawn, Oaklawn Park, in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Uh, only a dirt track, if you don't know that. It's, there's no turf at Oaklawn, so it's strictly dirt racing. Um, I think it's really unique. I, th- I love the stretch in, uh, at Oaklawn. And we're going to go through uh, race nine at Oaklawn on Saturday. We're going to do Saturday races this week. The grade two is Erie. The return of Secret Oath, the return of Clarier, uh, a couple of Moose's favorites, um, battling again since the Breeders' Cup, Moose. Uh, a couple yeah. good horses here. Now, Secret Oath was an interesting story. Had a really hot start last year, really cooled off as the year went on. And Clarier got better, uh, didn't run particularly well at Saratoga, made a big move in the Breeders' Cup in the uh, in the distaff to, I thought she was going to beat us, um, but... Right up the rail. Now, these horses are all coming off layoffs. There are some other good horses in here. Lovely Ride, uh, Interstate Daydream, Hidden Connection. Uh, do you have a – who's your top pick here? Do you like Clarier? Six to five in the morning line. Yeah, I like Clarier. I mean, you, you, yeah, I mean, you you know this. Yeah, six to five on the morning line. I know it's chalky. I get it. And, you know, we'll have some prices uh, in some of the other races when we talk about uh, Tampa Bay Derby Day. Uh, on Saturday, but I like Clarier. Um, Rosario, I think he's going to finish. I think the distance suits her. Um, tr- completely and utterly trust Asmussen coming off the, the layoff to have Clarier firing. Um, and I think I think Secret Oath got tired as the season went along a year ago. Raced a lot for Dwayne Lucas. Uh, wish I had her Oaks Day. Uh, I did not uh, because that would have been a very, very valuable day. But I think it's Clarier. I think it's a very, very chalky race when you look at this edition of the Azari on Saturday over at Oakland. Yeah, I'm going to go with Secret Oath, and here's why. Uh, I think the the layoff's going to help her. Um, I really like the way she ran in the Breeders' Cup. She made that early move. Uh, I think she showed that she's got some kick left. And this is this is her track. I mean, she is three for four at Oakland. And if if you've never heard the expression "horse for the course," that means that the yeah. horse runs well at this particular track. And if you don't think that makes a difference, you're wrong. I, I think you're wrong. I think horses run well at particular tracks. And she is three for four at Oakland. I think she loves this track. I think it's the track she grew up running on. Ran her best races here. Secret Oath is five to two. I think she might be a little higher because I think Claire Air is going to be bet down to three to five. Secret Oath will be my top pick. I think you might get three to one here on your Kentucky Oaks winner. Um, so what I would advise people is if you like Secret Oath or if you like Clarier, play an exacta box. That means you have them coming in first and second. You can box that so it doesn't matter which order they come in, but that's a really safe bet uh, on a, you know, if he gets some value at Secret Oath on top at three to one, he might make a little money moves. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, and I, I think it's either one of the two, uh, but I'm going to go with the, the chalk and probably won't get six to five. Maybe. I mean, Secret Oath will probably get some love uh, at the windows on Saturday in the old paramutual wagering. So uh, maybe you get six to five, maybe seven to five, but uh, I like Clarier on top on Saturday in the Azaria. Race seven at Tampa is the Columbia. It's a mile on the turf moose. A lot of good horses, a lot of good trainers. You're going to see uh, Shug McGahee getting a, ho- a horse in here. Uh, you're going to see Mike Maker. A uh, lot of good horses. I like talk of the nation in this race. Oh, you're going Shug. I am going Shug. I, I just I love Look the turf you. debut after a couple of not great races on the dirt. Um, I think this horse at four to one is a, is a nice price. Sammy Camacho. Sammy Camacho coming in. I like the outside draw. Um, to me, if you look at Freedom Trail all the way in the inside, probably the best horse here. I don't like the layoff. He's going to get the IRAD money, and people don't know what that means. IRAD Ortiz is maybe the best jockey in the country, and he's always bet 
and I think the horse is going to get overbet because of Irad Ortiz. I also like Worthington a little bit, who runs his best races on oh. the grass uh, with Crazy Paco Lopez. But talk of the nation for me, four to one is my top pick in the club. How is it possible we're on the same three horses? Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go against you on top. I, I talk of the nation. How do you not like? Uh, his his turf debut, he was unbelievable. I mean, he goes out there and fires uh, an 85 buyer and wins by daylight at Tampa at the track uh, for Shug McGahee and was has been well thought of, well backed in two of his three races. Also won, you know, at six furlongs on Aqueduct on the turf. So McGahee's obviously a great trainer. We know what he can do with turf horses. We know what he can do in some of these stake races on a minor level. So get the four to one on the morning line. I'm going inside. I'm going to be one of those fools that take the IRAD money because I, I think he is the best overall rider, but he clearly is the best turf rider in North America. Terranova training, um, consistent buyer speed figures. First two races on the turf, nothing to, um, you know, nothing to 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 uh, be have an issue with. Uh, won both of those races getting up late. I think he'll do exactly the same on Saturday. So I'm going to go Freedom Trail um, over your horse talk of the nation. I do like Worthington um, to come up in the number three spot. So those would be my top three, but I like the one Freedom Trail. Race eight at Tampa on Saturday is the grade three challenger, a mile and a 16th on the dirt moose. And I got to be honest with you, I went to this race. I watched a lot of the races that these horses have run. Did you want any, I mean, no. We'll pick the race. Did no. you want anybody out of here? Anybody really impressed? Like, you looked at this race like, who are you going to want the race after this? I mean, no. The answer, the answer that is, do, do I love anybody in the race? No. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, you look at Tax. Tax's best race and his 4-1 to one on the morning line was like three years ago. I mean, like, how do you how – I, exactly- I landed on Tax because I, I, I just assumed that Classic Causeway, who had a really good – uh, three-year-old campaign, but most of that was on the turf. So they put the him turf. back in the dirt here um, where he ran his best dirt races. But I, I just don't know if he's the same horse. And I just think Tax with the experience can just sit right off Classic Causeway and and maybe just his class, maybe just his experience will get him up there at 4-1. to one. Yeah, the thing uh, that goes for Classic Causeway is 2-2 two for two at Tampa. I mean, that that's it. At 9-2 to two on the morning line, McPeak got some criticism for putting him on the turf last year, and he was successful. Classic Causeway was on the turf. So shows, you know, a son of Giants Causeway shows the flexibility to be able to run on turf, be able to run on dirt, be able to run on synthetic. So, you know, he's in, he's enjoyed, obviously, his time down in Tampa. He's number two on my list. I, I went with the chalk again. Um, and that is Skippy Longstocking, 8-5 to five on the morning line. I think Irad Ortiz is going to have himself a day down in Tampa. Safi Joseph, the trainer. I just didn't love anybody else in this race. And I think when you look at the consistency of Skippy Longstocking, I think when you have concerns, when you look at, okay, well, what is Classic Causeway now? What exactly is tax now? When you start to delve into this race, I just went with the one that I trusted the most, and that's the two Skippy Longstocking. I'm um, Surprised you went in that direction. I don't know. The horses, I mean, the, what you have going for you, the horse is good race, bad race. Good yeah, race, no doubt. Race. It's, it's, I was, it's, I was, it's setting up for a really good, good race. race. Um, I just thought, I, every time I've played Skippy Longstocking, I've ended up just making a deposit and, and losing money. Um, but again, I looked at this race and I was like, uh, do I have to even, can I just pick the place horse? <laughs> yeah, you have to pick a winner. So you're on, I can't believe you went with tax. I tried to, I tried to convince myself to take tax. I tried to. Like, I was looking over these races last night. I'm like, can I get, can I, I'm like, I just can't do it. Like, I just can't do it. Not going to call it my best bet of the day, but certainly I have a pretty strong opinion. I like tax in this race. Um, 
Yeah, it's just the, the, I think the last time I played tax was like five years ago. It feels like. Oh man! Um, yeah, the last time he was run, winning races up at Saratoga was the last time I played tax. Race nine at Tampa, Grade Two Hillsborough. Which this is a typically a really good race, and you're going to get a lot of Chad yes. Brown uh, in this race. Chad Brown, one of the great turf trainers in this country, and he's got a few in here. And I got to be honest with you, I, I my best bet of the day. If I am going to single a horse in a multi-race yeah. wager, which means let me guess, a pick four, a pick three, a pick six. I have a single in this race, and you can guess. Shanti Sara. It is Shanti Sara. And <laughs> I knew it. I well, knew look, it. the horse is two to one. She I know. always runs a race. I like her, too. And, and this is, look, this is where the fan perspective comes into it. You got the best trainer, you got the best rider, and you have the best horse. I don't need to look at anything else. You're just going to have a horse, and you don't have, if you're looking at some, some style, there's not a lot of speed in this race, and this horse likes to sit off the speed. This horse may just go. I could see Shantasar just going to the lead, saying goodnight the lights, and blowing everybody else away as soon as they turn for home. I can't believe I'm going to do it because she burned me last year. But, I, I listen, there's nothing not to like about Shantisara. Everything you said. I, I think it's when you look at this race, outside of the two, surprisingly, from McGahee, Paco Lopez aboard, you know, you look at California Queen, a brown trainee. You look at Rogier, a brown trainee. I think California Queen, by the way, is the right. Yeah, and you race. look at Chanty Sara for Chad Brown. I landed on Rogier. Uh, Diaz aboard, 7-2 on the morning line. I don't think she's as good. You just said that Irad's going to clean up the I know deck. I did. I know I did. I understand, but I, I went with Skippy Longstocking. I'm not telling you that I wouldn't bet – Everything in my, I wouldn't bet my life on Rogier winning the race. So I'm just going to go against Shanti Sar in this race. And I think Rogier is going to get the setup. I agree with you. I think California Queen is going to be the speed. I think Rogier maybe can be able to sit a little bit in front to Shanti Sara and maybe, just maybe, um, with a, a freshening in the offseason, maybe she's able to outfinish it. I think Shanti Sara is the most likely winner in the race. That's why she's two to one on the morning line. But I'm going to go with Rogier. Uh, the four seventy-two on the morning line on top. There is nothing safer in a an American turf stakes race than a Chad, Chad Brown. Brown. No <laughs> Chad doubt. Brown exacta, a virtual lock. Moving on, race ten Saturday, the Florida Oaks uh, at Tampa. Uh, this race, a mile and a sixteenth for three-year-old fillies on the turf moose, and this is where I got a little bit of a bomb shot for you. If you look at this race, there's a lot of speed, and what that means is there's a lot of horses that like to go to the lead. And that's kind of where they're in their comfort zone. Mission of Joy, Fascia Bella, Dreaming of Snow. I got Stephanie's Charm here at 15 to 1, who I've been watching the last couple of races. And this horse loves to fly late. She's just never gotten the perfect setup. I think this race, you get the perfect setup. A lot of speed. Uh, I like the long, the long stretch of Tampa. I think it's going to do her justice. Uh, Stephanie's Charm, 15 to 1. Not my best bet. But I'm certainly going to use her in daily doubles, uh, pick threes, pick fours at a bomb. I landed on the 11, Grace Darling, 8-1 to one on the morning line for Le Peru and Brian Lynch. And, and a couple reasons why. First off, coming over for Ireland, daughter of Kingman. I think she's going to get better as it goes longer. One at Gulfstream Park going 7.5 furlongs. Really showed a good turn of foot, of foot down the lane. You know, ran over, you know, in Ireland before. Didn't really all that impress when you look at her time form ratings. I don't know. When you look at Brian Lynch, sometimes he's sneaky with some of these imports that he brings over from Ireland. I landed on Grace Darling, 8-1 to one on the morning line uh, in race 10 at Tampa. So if you play the, the Moose and Monzo Exacta, you're going with a 15-1 to one and an 8-1 to one shot. 
that's big balloons, Moose. If you that is. That. that is. That's a $400 payday from uh, your father. Uh, that would be, I mean, it was such a great moment when he handed it off, when he cracked off like $400 bills. I was like, oh, my God, I'm walked. I'm in. This is amazing. Does this happen every time you go to the track? The answer to that is no. No, it does not. No, it does not. <laughs> but it was an unbelievable day. And uh, a young Mark Malusis was hooked. We still got to get to the best race of the day. We're going to call it the top of the stretch. That's the Tampa Bay Derby. Kentucky Derby points on the line, Moose. They're only a few weeks away, about two months away from the Kentucky Derby. Flies every year. Uh, but coming up next on the Bet Rivers Network on betting the ponies. If you're a fan of just betting the names, we got some of the best names for you coming up this weekend. This Saturday, some of the best names running for you. Uh, we'll get to those next right here on Betting the Ponies. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. Back here on Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. Monzo Malus is with you. The Moose joins me here. And listen, if you're a racing fan and you've yeah. been to the track, uh, there's probably a good chance someone you were with doesn't know how to handicap a race. And they just throw a couple bucks on a horse purely because they like the horse's name. Or the horse's color. Like sometimes I, I used to go out with a girl who was like every race, if there was a gray horse or a roan horse, they were betting the gray horse. doesn't matter if the horse was 1 to 9 or 99 to 1. It does not matter. I'm going to start us off here. And listen, I'm going to bring you to New York. And if you're a hockey fan, you're going to like this one. The first race at Aqueduct on Saturday, a maiden special, six furlongs on the dirt at 15 to 1. You can bet Neuendijk. Oh, Joe Newendike. Joe Newendike, great goal scorer. Uh, Calgary Flames, Dallas Stars, moved on to management at the Stars. But Joe Newendike and a horse named Newendike is 15-1 to the first race Saturday at Aqueduct. All right, race three Aqueduct on Saturday, number five, a 2-1 to on the morning line, naked and famous. Whoa! Naked and famous. <laughs> uh, yes, naked and famous. That's why wow, that horse is running at Aqueduct. It's be freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Race nine, Saturday, golf stream, an allowance optional, mile and the sixteenth on the grass. Uh, you know, could be you at your wedding. Drinking problem, eight to one. Oh my God, that's come on, enough with the weddings. Yes, I enjoyed myself. We had a good time that night. Eight, eight uh, to one fun. on drinking problem in the ninth. At Gulfstream on Saturday. Well, there you go. No doubt. Race 10. This is for my wife, Donna, uh, right now up in Stanford, Connecticut. Number one, impulsive spending, 10 to 1 on the morning line. Impulsive. Race 10 at Aqueduct, number one, impulsive spending. Uh, listen, you put a couple bucks on impulsive spending. You can do some impulsive spending if he wins. That's true. 10 that to 1 on the morning line, you have some money to play with. Now, I got one more. For, I know you got a couple more, but I have one more. We're going to go to Charlestown. Oh. Race three, seven furlongs on the dirt. If you know me, and if you're, you know, if you know who I am, and if you follow me on Twitter, be Monzo Radio. Uh, I tweet a lot about the New York Rangers, and we have a horse here. Now I'm going to assume the pronunciation of this horse is Gallant Gold, at seven to two. But the Rangers head coach is Gerard Gallant, so I'm going to go with Gallant Gold at seven to two on the morning line. Race three at Charlestown on Saturday. All right, race six, Santa Anita on Saturday, number seven, Dazzle Me Silver. I don't know. I, I was always always a big fan of Pirates growing up. You know, you, you go to the Pirates of the Caribbean down in the more, uh, down at uh, Disney. Love that. My kids love the movies. Dazzle Me Silver, number seven, race six at Santa Anita. We're going to go to race nine at Oaklawn Park, Interstate Daydream, number five. That horse has a chance, too. That horse does have a chance. 
I often think about, like, Interstate Daydream, I think about a great Bob Seger song, Roll Me Away, on long drives on the overnight, where you're thinking about life, and you're like, uh, you start to dream. Typical moves. Drinking a Fanta as you're trying to stay awake on the drive home. <laughs> no, it's more like a Mountain Dew. Uh, Gulfstream Park, race nine on Saturday, number eight, More Than Ready, Eddie. So I like I like where there's like a little rhythm to the name. I really do. More than Ready Eddie. Like you can hear the track announcer. Here comes more than Ready Eddie on the outside. So you got Race Nine Golfstream. I have a horse. You have a horse. So you could play the Drinking Problem and More Than Ready Eddie. Eddie. More than Ready. Exacta. At a a, again, we're giving you a monster exact in this one based just on the names. Just on the names. Unbelievable. And there'll be more creative names because we're just at. We haven't even hit spring yet. Like, when you think about great racing, you think about late spring. Well, it's springtime when it's really spring. When Keeneland gets going, Belmont open up, uh, opens up spring, summer, and then fall when you get all the championship seasons. So, it's going to be right, fun. so let's hit them one more time. Race 1, Aqueduct, Newendike. Race 9, Gulfstream, Drinking Problem. Race 3, Charlestown, Gallant Gold. Moose. Yeah, race uh, 3, Aqueduct. Number 5, Naked and Famous. Uh, number race 10 at Aqueduct, number one, Impulsive Spending. Race six, Santa Anita, number seven, Dazzle Me Silver, if you are uh, if you uh, love pirates growing up. Race nine, number five, Interstate Daydream. And at Gulfstream Park, race nine, uh, number eight, More Than Ready Eddie. And we're going to put a couple bucks on those horse. Do you know why? Because we only bet the names. That's it. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. One of the things we're going to do on this podcast is get you guys involved. Um, we're going to take emails. We're going to take tweets. We're going to get you guys on the podcast to give you guys uh, an outlet just to tell us what you like about racing, an outlet to give us some picks, to have some fun with us, because we were looking, really looking forward to getting you guys in the mix here on Betting the Ponies. This segment, top of the stretch, we're going to give you the best race of the weekend. If there's one race you should watch and wager on or look at, it's going to be this race. We're going to pick a big race for you every week. And look, as we get close to the Kentucky Derby, making this decision is going to be harder than actually picking the races because there's a lot of good races coming up. But uh, this weekend, this Saturday, is the Grade 3 Tampa Bay Derby in Tampa. 50 points for the winner uh, for the Kentucky Derby. That's basically admission to the Kentucky Derby Moose. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, 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 think it's, I think it's a very, very interesting race when you look at, at the field at 12. I I tried to go against the chalk, which is Tappet Trice, the six, eight to five on the morning line, uh, top Pletcher for Louis and Luis Saez aboard. There's nothing. I will tell you right now, if we if this happens, we'll remember this first podcast of betting the ponies. Tappet Trice remains healthy. Will be my Belmont Stakes pick. Go on. Yeah, uh, son of Tappet. Tappet's had an amazing, uh, amazing amount of success. I don't know. I. I could see a little bit of regression. There's nothing not to like. Rising buyer speed figures, first three races, 73, 87, 92. I went with Igor. Went his with name's Shisterk. not Igor. I went with Shisterk. So if this, I did. So for those paying attention, we didn't use Shisterk, and I only bet the names because of a great name. Moose has actually handicapped, and he likes the name of Shisterkin in the Tampa Bay Derby. I do. Son of violence. I love the fact that the blinkers go on. Zayas aboard for Todd Pletcher, who obviously tains, uh, trains Tappet Trice. I think the distance will suit him. Um, you know, the step up, he's gone from seven furlongs to a mile to now a mile and a sixteenth. 
Um, I also like the price at, at 9 to 2 on the morning line. I'm going with Igor. Come on, Igor. Does Shesterkin. it bother you? And something about, now, I like the fact they added Blinker. That's, I, like yes. an equi- I always say one of, my, one of my angles is an equipment change when you're running well. And the horse has been running well, and they made an equipment change, which makes me think he's close. You know? He's close. Agreed. Let's make a little bit of an adjustment. However, you like Shesterkin, too. I, I like Shesterkin, the, the player. I like Shesterkin, the horse. Shesterkin is not my pick in this race. The Who's your pick in the race? I then? landed on Groveland at 6-1 to one on the okay. line. Uh, again, horse for the course. has run extremely well. Will run just off any speed, which I think is the outside horse. A horse that, I'm telling you, I've went back and watched races. I still can't pronounce the name of this horse. Zydeco? Zidico? Yes, I believe that's correct. I, I Zidico is going to fly out of the gate. I just obviously don't think he's going to be able to hold on. I wonder what Shesterkin's tactics are going to be. He's got the blinkers on. Is he going to try and duel with them? Is he going to? I don't, I don't know what size. And what bothers me a little bit about Shesterkin is why is I read Artiz off him now? Why is he? Why is he going to a horse that he's never? Uh, why is he on Classic Legacy who he hasn't rid before? So that, that kind of was like a little puzzling to me, unless he had a deal with Bill Mott or something like that. So I, I landed on Groveland, who I think is going to sit just off the pace and might get first crack at running towards the finish line, and we'll have Tappet Trice and even Shesterkin chasing him down the stretch, and we'll still be able to hold on. I like the fact that he's run extremely well at this track. He's hit the board every time. Five for five hitting the board. He's got to win. Um, I think you're going to be looking at a little bit of price. He ran a 21 to 1 in the Sam F. Davis last out, just missed uh, to litigate. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say that race was a little slow, and it was, um, but I, I just I see an opportunity here to cash in on a horse that you mentioned, Tappet Trice, might be a little overbet in this race, might regress, and I think he can get a price. I will use Shesterkin. I have to. I, I'd, I'd be kicking myself if I didn't. Uh, top pick, Groveland, 6 to 1. I like Groveland underneath. I, I'm going to give you a cold exacta. I like. And, well, I, I, I'd box it. Box Shesterkin and box Classic Legacy. Those would be the two I'd box. I think Mott, uh, Mott is the trainer of Classic Legacy, son of Into Mischief. Mischief Into Mischief's been a wonderful young uh, sire. Um, Ortiz hops aboard. I, I think Monzo's connecting the dots pretty well and very well as far as why is I ride Ortiz riding for Bill Mott. It's usually not his go-to rider. Usually it's Luis Saez or Junior Alvarado if you follow, follow the Naira circuits. But there he is, I ride Ortiz riding for Bill Mott. I think it says something. He's had success here um, at the Tampa Bay Derby in years gone by. Um, I'm going to give you the exact uh, Shesterkin and Classic Legacy. Box them both on Saturday in the Tampa Bay Derby. That's going to be a, a Moose Exacta special, episode one. I'm going to go Groveland over Shesterkin uh, over Tappet Trice. So those are my three. Um, my best bet is still going to be Shantasara. Um, I think that would be my lock of the day. I wouldn't be stunned if Tappet Trice win this race, but I think it's a race you got to play against them. Yeah, I think it, it just does. I, I think the the distance and the track usually doesn't play to a horse like Tappet Trice. And I think as the races get longer, Tappet Trice is going to get even stronger. Um, I really like Rougier in that same race. We're going to go against each other as far as best bets. Um, there's some tricky races on Saturday when you look at Oak Lawn. I, I mean, I, I would probably tell you uh, my top pick is Clarier in the Azari, but she's 6-5 to five on the morning line. Any moron can make that horse uh, your top pick. Well, that'll do it for us in the first edition of Fighting the Ponies. Says <laughs> Moose is giving you one to nine shots. He ain't walking out with no. four hundred bucks this time. I'll tell you that. 
No, no. Listen, whenever I go to the track now, if I break even, I'm doing well. <laughs> hey, listen, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll do this every week. Yeah. Looking forward to this. Looking forward to the opportunity to, to have some fun with you guys, getting you guys involved. Like I said, we'll have uh, details on how to do that. Moose, it's been a pleasure. Mine's always a pleasure, bro. We'll see you later. Betting the Ponies right here on the Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.